0: Welcome to NLBMDA's Public Policy Podcast, Lumber Talks. My name is Jonathan Payne, President and CEO. Today we are joined by John Burns, CEO of John Burns Real Estate Consulting. John is an internationally recognized leading real estate analyst. He founded his company to help business executives make informed housing industry investment decisions. He is also the co-author of the bestseller, Big Shifts Ahead, Demographic Clarity for Executives. This book helps make demographic trends easier to understand, quantify, and to anticipate. John, thank you for joining us today.
1: My pleasure, Jonathan.
0: We're excited to discuss your observations so far this year around the latest economic trends in new construction and remodeling sectors. But first, why don't you introduce yourself and maybe give us a a little highlight
1: of uh, your book that you have. Okay. So uh, I've got a company that's 18 years old now. We started it to really... Help housing industry executives and construction industry executives navigate the housing cycle. So we collect about every data element we can possibly think of, metro area by metro area. I've uh, got a lot of indices, and um, we're essentially the outsourced research department for a lot of big companies. And we we wrote the book because there was so much confusion about the demographics, and when are we going to get back to a million, five million, seven starts, or whatever it was. We decided to really dig down deep. It was a 9,000-hour research project. Really informed us. Actually, surprised me. Probably in a way some of your clients may not like that. I don't think we're going to get back to those levels of housing starts for some time. And I can talk about that if you want.
0: Sure. Why don't you Why don't you go ahead and talk more about that and why you think the construction won't get back to where, points where they were?
1: Yeah. Just at a very high level. Uh, well. The averages are a million seven, so we should get back to a million seven. But actually, what's happening is two things. One, we overbuilt the market uh, during the last decade, and so we're still recovering from that. Uh, But the bigger thing is we're seeing a supply of homes come on the market from a very new source, which is baby boomers passing away or moving into assisted living facilities. So we're we're, over the next ten years we think 10 point six million homes are gonna uh, 10 point six million owned homes are going to come on the housing market available for people to purchase and our population growth has slowed to about 09 percent per year or two and so when you when you run the math a million four to a million five is about what we think the new normal is well I appreciate that and it seems
0: like the growth in the construction has been slowing for a while now can you tell us
1: what's going on there sure so you know the 17 of the top 20 home builders are clients of ours. So we're very, very close to what's going on. They actually have fewer new home communities today than they did a year ago. So they're actually selling out of as many com- more communities than they're actually opening. Uh, they're struggling to make money in, um, because, mostly because of the local jurisdictional costs. I know you, you talk a lot about labor and, and building material costs. But really, it's the local jurisdictions that are making life hell for them just to get the entitlements. And I think uh, 15 of the 18 publicly traded home builders now have home prices well in excess of $300,000 as their average home price. They just can't get the price down. So that's, that's killing volumes. And then in the last year, mortgage rates ran up from 3.95 all the way to 4.94 uh, right into the fourth quarter. And that slows housing demand dramatically when you started the year with an affordability problem. And so uh, the industry executives, I believe, are being very cautious and um, growing their business very very cautiously, like a lot of my building products clients are too. And that's why the industry is slow.
0: What is your outlook for new construction as well as uh, repair and remodeling this year?
1: So w- we actually think new construction volumes are going to decline about 3% with a decline in single-family and in multifamily. And multifamily is the hardest one to forecast, but we're pretty much on top of the, the new home one. And, our, and we, we, <clears throat> we work with all the builders around the country, so that's what they're telling us they're going to build. So I'm pretty confident the single-family is going to be down or maybe flat at best case. Multifamily is a, is a harder one to forecast, but um, we go to the major conferences where the capital is and the capital pulled back recently because mortgage rates have come down, and so that's less, not as good for apartments. So we think that's going kind to of slow. On the repair and remodeling side, though, we've been raging bulls this entire uh, cycle. We think right, it's, a, it's almost a risk-free play because the housing stock is old. Uh, it needs to be remodeled. We got a surge in population over the age of 65 that needs to remodel their place. If interest rates do go up, more people are going to stay in place and remodel and, instead of move. We're very bullish on that. That being said, we think the growth is going to slow this year to 3% um, because of uh, the slowdown in disaster spending. I mean, we're assuming that's a normal hurricane season, uh, and we have quite a tailwind with the hurricane spending. If you strip that out of it, we, we think repair and remodeling is going to grow 8%, which is pretty solid growth.
0: And what about next? going into next year? There's a lot of talk, I know, from a variety of different industry experts that see or are forecasting a slowdown of some form, and we're kind of overdue a little
1: bit for some form of correction, if you will. Uh, any insight there? So we're going with the consensus view is that we have a modest recession sometime next year. And even in that scenario, we, th- we do think single family will fall another uh, 5%. Next year and 8% the year after that, if that happens, we think repair and remodeling is still going to grow. And um, I, mean, we, I could get into all the detail behind that, but we were very fortunate to hire a guy, Todd Tomalak, who's stripped apart all the census data like nobody's ever done before and f- figured out all the components. And when you have income growth and home price appreciation like we're having, uh, and even during the last downturn, we saw remodeling, particularly small projects, hold up pretty well we're pretty confident the repair and remodeling business is going to be a strong business.
0: Well, that's great, great information for our members who are heavily in that sector as well.
1: Yeah, a little clarity on that, though, too. Uh, Todd's forecasting that we're going to see 5% more remodeling projects, but the spend per project is going to be down. So you got you got to get under the hood a little bit on it, and we're, we're seeing that in a lot of the building products where every, every, you know, the product that's a little bit lower priced is the one that's growing right now.
0: What are some of your surveys that you do um, telling you about the housing market?
1: So we, we do a lot of surveys to supplement where the data lags. Uh, the home builder survey, which I mentioned earlier, uh, is telling me that last month in March, the uh, new home sales grew 1% year over year for the industry. That's the first time that they'd grown in six months, though. So we'll take that. Um the uh, we do a survey. We just did an index with the National Kitchen and Bath Association. Uh, we just rolled that out for the very first time. We got 563 respondents. Kitchen and Bath is doing great. Uh, we built an index from a scale of 0 to 100, and it's at a 69. So there's a lot of spending and a lot of remodeling going on there. <clears throat> and then we survey a lot of your clientele, the lumber and building materials dealers. And a little plug, if you... Um, want to participate in our survey, we do share the results with everybody. Just send me an email to jburns at realestateconsulting.com. We'll get you on the list. But last month we saw kitchen and bath and cabinets grow 4%. Windows and doors grow 1%. All the rest were down though. So that's some of the pivot maybe that you're talking about. One of the more interesting things to me in our survey is in the new home sales. We saw that starting to slow in June. We didn't see the building products materials slow down until November, December. So I think there are is a bit of a lag there the home builders tend to feel it first and it usually takes five to six months to work its way through the system for some of our building products clients to get it so they they actually like our builder survey as much as their own their own business survey because it tells them what to expect
0: and actually this morning i was reading an article about that it's becoming more of a buyer's market versus a seller's market all of a sudden do you have any insight in that
1: um. Yeah, I read that too. I mean, that's a that was a fancy headline. I mean that that has been going on for the last eighteen months. It's been shifting. We we, the best way to look at that is the months of supply in every market, and uh, we we do look at that. And the months of supply is getting closer to a balanced level, which would mean it'd be shifting more towards the buyers. But it, it's it's still a, if you're trying to sell a home, unless you're in a really high price point you're getting two offers instead of 10, I still think you're doing fine.
0: Great. Anything else you want to share with our members before we conclude?
1: Well, the last thing I will share is that, uh, you know, there's so much talk of the recession. But if you remember the 2000-2001 recession, the construction industry was just coming off the, the SNL debacle that had happened 10 years earlier. And this feels very similar to me. So if there is a recession around the corner in 18 to 24 months, I think the housing industry is frankly as well-positioned as any industry in the country because we're, we're not overbuilding and, and growing. It's other things that are going on that are likely to cause a recession. It's not housing. So I, I still think we should be able to get through it just fine. And that's how most of our clients are running their business, like cautiously, but we're, we're not expecting any significant downturn.
0: Do you have any insight on what industries might be impacted?
1: Yeah, so we, we, we wrote a white paper on this a while ago. So the healthcare companies, and I'm going to include biotech in that, have been growing like crazy for 20 years, expecting it to be completely funded by healthcare costs. And they've been borrowing a lot of money to do so, and they've been buying up uh, other companies at high prices and borrowing money to do so. That's a high risk. The tech stocks, I don't think I need to go too much into that. Um, you know, in the 1990s, we saw uh, the Japanese come in on the coasts and make a lot of investment and pull out. We're seeing the same thing happen in China right now. And then, you know, there was also a recession caused in the late 50s. There was a consumer credit issue. as more credit cards. This time, there's student debt and, and auto loans. So I, I, can, I can find four prior recessions outside of real estate that look pretty similar to what's going on. And that's why people are being cautious.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. and Well, that is all the time we have for today. Again, I want to thank John for joining us this afternoon. If you would like to learn more about industry trends and to subscribe to John's newsletter, visit realestateconsulting.com. And don't forget to register for the Pro Dealer Industry Summit, which will be held in Colorado Springs at the Broadmoor Resort from October 8th to the 10th. This is Jonathan Payne. Thank you for listening to NLBMDA's Public Policy Podcast, Lumber Talks.